Packers defensive tackle Kenny Clark joins the show to talk about his offseason work, how Joe Barry changed this defense with freedom, and what it was like to be there that first day when Aaron Rodgers came to camp. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh. Every day. Touchdown. You are Locked On Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski. I cover the Packers for The Leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. You can follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. You will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked on Packers their first listen every day. Today's first listen if you're listening to us whenever, but if you're listening to us first, it's going to be even better because Kenny Clark is on the show today, and I'm not going to waste time with a long, lengthy intro. Kenny Clark is here. We're going to talk about a whole bunch of different things, Packers offseason, what it's like to be back, the vibes after a difficult loss, uh, what it was like when Aaron Rodgers came back, how he became friends with MVS, who he became Twitter rivals with almost immediately. A lot of great stuff on the show today. Joining me now, defensive tackle for the Green Bay Packers, Kenny Clark, who is back in Green Bay now that offseason workouts are back in the fold. Kenny, have you had to shovel since you've been back? Uh, No, I haven't had to shovel, but um, it was definitely cold the first two days we got here and it was snowing. So it was a... you know, just how, I mean, just how we left off um, from that playoff game, it was <laughs> still snowing out here. Yeah. So I want to talk about that. So you, the, the game happens against San Francisco and we don't have to, we don't have to go to the details of it. It didn't end the way that you wanted it to end. What is your process for saying, okay, season's over. Now I need to do this in the off season, whether it's, I got to work, I need rest. Like, what is your, what is your timeline? What is What is next? You leave the building and then you're doing what? Um, so I mean, I usually start like working out and stuff like right, like right after the Super Bowl. Um, and, uh, I think like that's been working out for me, um, really well. Uh, and really just, you know, just if I got hurt or, you know, if I got injured or, um, if I had like any nagging injuries, um, try to find out different ways where I can, um, you know, you know, help my body and see. Uh, you know, the way that I, I won't have those injuries again. I know, like, like my groin was like a huge problem. Um, these last like two years, um, right. I had tore like both. So, um, like both of my groins, I've been I've been working like tirelessly on those and trying to, um, you know, strengthen those and, um, you know, so that doesn't happen again. Um, and you know, my elbow and all that kind of stuff. Just trying to keep things like moving and um and keep things fresh you know and uh just working out the the nicks and necks that um that might have you know slowed me down a little bit during camp or during the season a little bit um and you know get that stuff figured out and uh so i can you know be healthy uh for the rest of the year or going into the next year so Joe Barry comes in a year ago and, and there's some changes that, that are made. It's not wholesale changes to the defense. It's not like you're reinventing the wheel here. 
but I was talking to your, your trainer about a year ago when you guys started doing some different things on trying to alter, you know, they were going to ask you to play more three tech. What changed for you in this defense in terms of what your responsibilities were and how you had to train to uh, account for that? Um, so like everybody loves to say like, like the, like freedom and stuff like that. <laughs> um, I wouldn't say I have more like freedom. Like we all, we all play like a certain way. Um, but I think I just, I got more like, I, I was asked more to, to, to play those roles, you know, and, um, you know, Jerry, Jerry, my defensive line coach, um, Joe B, um, you know, they, they encouraged me to like, they encourage all of us. Like if we in a position and, you know, you got guys like, like Tyler Lancaster at the time and, um, you know, with Dean, um, in there, TJ, you know, TJ, you know, is primarily like, like, like a nose tackle, um, you know, Tyler's primarily like a nose tackle that can, that can also, that can, that can also play the three really well. And then Dean could play the three and a five. So depending on who I, who I was in there with and depending on the situation, um, I, I was just able to like pick my spots more. So I would say like, that's where like that freedom came. Like I just felt comfortable enough to like pick my spots more and, and, and move around the defense wherever I wanted to go. Or if I felt like, you know, I had a better matchup over here or over there, um, you know, I was able to exploit that. And, uh, you know, Joe B and, and Jerry, like, encouraged me to to do that if I felt that way. What changed about your your actual responsibilities in, in a Mike Patton defense versus a Joe Barry defense? If you look at, say, the Brandon Staley, this Vic Fangio scheme that's become very trendy in the league to talk about you know, playing a gap and a half and trying to steal gaps and stuff like that. And and so what for you from a technique standpoint, did you have to change about the way that you were playing, if anything? So, uh, so as far as like techniques, see, like I had, I had coming in my rookie year, I had uh, coach Turgo and then, and Jerry was my defensive line, my assistant defensive line coach. And then um, after that, I had Jerry all through my, all throughout all my years. So, my technique, it, I mean, you know, the, my defense line technique didn't change as much. Um, you know, I, I had like what, this is my third defensive coordinator now. Right. So, yeah, um, like Coach Pedden, like Coach Pedden played like lighter boxes. So we would play, um, we would play a lot of bear and all that kind of stuff. We played a lot of bear and I was successful, like successful at that. Um, just, you know, being lined up over the center all the time. Um, that was really good for me. And, um, we do that, like, we do that kind of stuff. Um, but I just think like Joe B just had like, I don't know. I just feel like we all have like a different understanding of like a better understanding of, you know, the run, run fits, like the technique, like that we're supposed to play. Um, like when we're supposed to be aggressive, like it's, it's times where, you know, we can just blow plays up and and just cut it loose, you know, and not play, um, not play like in a total like structure of the defense, like you know, and play, you know, what I'm saying like not play like the total technique and you know fit up your gap and you know play your a gap. Like it's times where we can just just wreck shop in there, like I would say. And um, I think like 
Joby allows you to do that more. And then on top of that, you got guys like like Devondre uh, Campbell, and then you got um, you know Chris Barnes, you know Adrian Amos, and uh, Savage. You know they they all communicate well, and and um, they they communicate well, and and they're able to to play the run really well and fit gaps and all that kind of stuff. So. Um, when you got guys like Rashawn and Preston setting edges, and then you know you got those those four guys in the back, um, you know filling filling in gaps for us, um, you know, and and they and everybody has a, a clean understanding of what's going on. Like, it makes things easier, and it allows like the defensive line to play more aggressive. Um, so I think like that's how that's how I added on top of that with what I said earlier about like me being able to pick my spots. Another part of being able to pick my spots is like knowing when to cut it loose and to be aggressive and to um, just say, like, I don't care about my technique this play. I'm about to blow this play up and and make them cut back and all that kind of stuff, you know? I, I was really interested. Devondre Campbell said something the other day about when he first came to Green Bay and he he trusted the coaches in their conversations. And he said, you know, basically, don't don't pigeonhole me. Let me do the things that I'm that I'm good at and I'll reward you. And he was an all pro last year. He was awesome last season. He got to do things that Mike linebackers don't normally get to do. He played in the slot and, and just being able to be have that freedom as a player. What does it mean when you have a coaching staff that says we're going to put you in the best positions to succeed and and damn convention? We're just going to figure out what you guys do and ask you to do those things rather than say we run this three, four fire zone and that's what we're doing. Yeah. Um, that's the, I mean, that's the best way. That's the best coaches, the best, that's the best way to coach. Like, um, you know, like, you know, we just got Jay Reed and, um, you know, our coach, like Jerry is like, you know, we, we gonna, we gonna, you know, maybe we gonna make you a better player. We're gonna play these, like play your techniques, but, um, you know, we love the, your style of play and what you do. And, you know, we're not going to change that. And, you know, when you got coaches that like that don't have egos and, um, you know, players that's willing to listen and, and, and willing to to, you know, to play hard and and do all that kind of stuff. And when you add that all together uh, and, you know, coach is not like, like, oh, you just going to do it my way. And and <laughs> that's it. Um you know, that's when that's when, you know, a player can actually, you know, respect the coach and and, you know, appreciate that coach and really, um, you know, want to play hard for that guy. And um, I think like all of our coaches are like that. Um, and, you know, on the defense, defense is tied to ball. Um, like if we didn't like if we don't like something or we we want to start doing more, you know, more like coverages or more bare fronts or we feel like a guy is like we can exploit a mismatch uh, against a guy um, that we feel like uh, during the week, like Joe B encourages us, like encourages us to do that. And, um, you know, that's, that's the cool thing about Joe B. He doesn't have the ego. Uh, He wants everybody to be happy. He wants everybody to to be fine around at the end of the day and playing fast. And um, all the position coaches are like that too. They find little, little, little things in the game, whether it's formations, whether it's, um, you know, certain motions that, that we would get in the game. Uh, you know, if a player is in the slot or if a running back is 
you know, so, yeah, certain certain things throughout the throughout the week and throughout the game um, that players will be lined up at, um, and they find those little those little situations, and, and they'd be like, okay, you guys can cut it loose here, and um, you know, and when, when we cut it loose, like we 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 hard to deal with. So um, I think like just this whole year is just you know everybody's like we didn't hear like not one thing bad about you know the defense or. Um, you know, play calling or yeah, uh, how far the corners you know, nobody, were playing off the line was, of scrimmage. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like all that kind of stuff. Like, everybody was pretty much like, yeah, you know, everybody was happy. You know, it, it felt it felt good. You know, and you know, we're not perfect. We still got a lot of things to work out um, as a defense, and you know, still got to get the run game cleaned up and all that kind of stuff. But um, definitely, like you know, guys were were flying around, and you know, I hadn't played. Uh, you know, with a defense like that, like in a, in a long time, so like it was, it was great to to be a part of that. More from Kenny Clark in just a second. Before we get there, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs, all the things that you need, odds, props, information to make your bets. You can find it at Bet Online. It is the place where you can go for baseball basketball, hockey, golf, and Las Vegas casino games. Whatever you need, whatever you want, you can find it there. They have a prop for just about everything. Plenty of NFL draft props right now, which is a lot of fun. I'm having, a oh my God, I'm having so much fun looking at these props, trying to figure them out, doing research, and using them to try and figure out who the Packers are going to pick. And if you have leans on that, Bet online is the best place to do it. Head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. Bet online where the game starts. And thanks for making Locked on Packers your first listen every day. The NFL draft is here and fans are dying to know who their team is going to take. Locked on and Odyssey present the ultimate NFL mock draft 2022. It's the biggest mock draft on the planet featuring 70 locked on local experts like me and Odyssey NFL insiders, including Michael Irvin and Jason LaConfora. Over six episodes, the ultimate mock draft is available now on the Locked on NFL podcast on Odyssey, wherever you get podcasts. All right, back to Kenny. The, the speed of the team definitely seemed like it was it was different, especially with with 59 out there patrolling the middle of the field. I, I'm wondering, does it make it easier? You know, freedom doesn't mean free from criticism, right? Like if you if you screw up, they're still going to say, hey, this was a mistake. Does it when you have the freedom and that trust of that two way street, does it make it easier to be coached then or, or for them to even coach you harder because there's that respect and trust? Yeah, like I mean, like. I trust you to to cut it loose, but still play in the structure of the defense. And you know, everybody knows 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 what that means. Like as a defensive lineman, like like yeah, I can blow a play up and and knock a guy back. But like if I'm not playing with my hands and not like if I'm not playing with my hands and you know playing a gap and a half, standing in my gap and, and being able to to stay square, you know I'm doing a defense a, a disservice. So. Yeah, like coaches want us to play fast and, and and cut it loose, but also they want us to to not not do it to where like we we hurting the defense, like we just taking one gap and just running upfield. Yeah, it, it looks it looks pretty. You you knock the guy back ten yards or whatever, but you know the running back cut back and, and cutting your gap, and and now you got gas for for four yards, five yards. So. Um, you know, it's give and take with everything, you know, but um uh, like, you know, that's the coach's job, you know, is to is to, you know, let 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 guys know when to cut it loose 
And those those situations come up probably out of 60 snaps, probably. And I'm talking about like as far as like every position group, probably like three, four times a game. But those three, four times a game, you know, can be big splash plays, um, game changing plays, you know, or or, or whatever. So like um, every position group really get get those get those plays and, and our coaches do a good job at like, you know, watching the tape during, during the week, getting us locked in on those keys. And um and allowing us to like letting us know when we when we need to cut it loose uh, on certain plays or certain or certain formations or whatever we see. What do you think helped guys like Devondre Campbell and Russell Douglas come in and and not just be great because they were both great last season, but be great right away? I mean, Russell Douglas out there making the game winning interception against the Cardinals. He's been on the team for what a month, like and and Devondre Campbell week one. Uh, week two is is looking like this this different player. What is it about those guys, about this locker room, this coaching staff, whatever it is? What do you think helped them be productive in this defense right away? Man, I, honestly, I think our team is just just so connected. Um, and I'm talking about from you know the coaches all the way down to the players. Like we genuinely like you know being around each other. We love being in the building. Um, we have fun when we in the building. Um, and when guys come from other teams, like you always hear like, man, we didn't even hang out with our teammates. You know, we didn't even do such and such, you know, and, um, you know, when they come with, with us, it's like, like, man, it feels like this, this is awesome. Like we, I never did this when I was here or there, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, God, like, it, it just, it just like that connection that you have with your teammates, like. Uh, I, I don't know. It's just like a football thing, or I, I don't know. It's like it's hard to explain, but yeah. it's like when you got a connection, you just want to play like that much harder. You just want to do your job that much harder for that guy. Uh, you don't want to be wrong, you know, for that guy. Um, a lot of guys in our in our locker room are prideful. Uh, our coaches are prideful. Uh, you know, they don't want to. You know, nobody wants to. You know, let each other down. So. Um, yeah, man, like everybody's just genuinely happy for each other, you know, with the success, um, whether, whether it's success, if somebody's, you know, having a bad game or, or doing something, we, we always picking each other up. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, like we win or lose, we always like having fun, you know, as a team, as a defense, um, you know, at practice, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so I think that's what like the difference is uh, with our team and with guys that come in, uh, just how connected we are. and. Um, you know, you got guys like like myself, uh, Rashawn and uh, Amos, and uh, you know Preston. Like all, all the vets on our on our team, you know, we we all we all take our job seriously. And when you when you come to our team, like you understand that real quick. You know, you got um, the, our best players on our defense. Our best players on our team are all you know hard workers. Like we not we not just talking to talk, you know, we, we walk in the walk and, you know, guys are actually, you know, putting in the time to study and all that kind of stuff. So when you got good guys in your locker room, um, that's doing that and you got, uh, yeah, you got good guys in your locker room and guys come from other teams or, you know, these rookies that's, that's going to come in and all that kind of stuff. When they see that, they see, you know, Rashawn Gary studying and, and doing the best he can to, to, to make, you know, plays on Sunday you know, it's going to make just the locker room better. It's going to make everybody, everybody better. And uh, I think that's, that's the standard that, you know, that, uh, 
that's come together for, you know, for our team and, um, you know, and we're like constantly building that uh, as a team. Yeah, Devondre Campbell mentioned the standard. You hear Matt LaFleur, every press availability, he talks about the standard. And he's like, the standard is the standard. We don't change the standard for who is out there. The standard is the standard. And, and I think that's a, that's a great way to approach it. How do you, I mean, so you've been back now for a couple of days. What is, we got to do a vibes check, Kenny. What's the vibe in, in the locker room? I mean, it would be easy for there to be a hangover effect. Now this is three straight seasons for those of you who have been there long enough. With, with the season ending, not the way that you guys want it to. So how do you come back refreshed, energized to go, let's do this, but also say it's a long season, all that kind of stuff? Well, I mean, the the vibes, first off, you know, it's great vibes. You know, we having fun. Um, you know, it's it's so exciting to just see everybody, you know, you know, back in the building and, yeah. uh, you know, get a chance to talk to everybody, you know, go out to eat. Um, and all that kind of stuff. So um, the the vibes are are, are awesome. Um, and then I always like I said this like at the end of the Forty Nine er game. Like I mean, if you if you're a competitor, and like it shouldn't like each year whether you lose in the playoffs, you win a Super Bowl. Like it, it honestly, it don't matter. Like like going into that next year. Like you know what I'm saying. I never. Myself, I never believed in like, when, like when they talk about guys that win a Super Bowl and they have like a Super Bowl that hangover thing, or like they lose a Super Bowl or they lose in the playoffs. I never believed in that. Like, if you're a competitor, if you love to compete, like every Sunday, every every chance you get, like you're gonna you're gonna compete to the best of your ability. Um, you know, every day is a new day. Every week is a new week, and um, you know, Coach Coach Lafleur preaches that all the time. You know, what I'm saying we take we take. Uh, each step of this process, you know, a day at a time. But, um, you know, I, I always been like that. Like, you know, whether, you know, it was, it was a successful year, a bad year, um, every day is a new day. And, like, like I'm a competitor. Like, when, when I'm out there on Sunday, I mean, I'm not worried about last year losing to the 49ers. I'm worried about whooping whoever in front of me. So, like, like I'm going to compete. Uh, I, I need to know – it seems on the outside and maybe it's just like, uh, uh, because physically you look so different. How did, how did the friendship with Marquez Valdez Scanling come about? Because you guys have this Twitter rivalry. You seem to be like, like real cool friends. How did, how did that start? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Me and Quez really good friends. Um, so, uh, coach, like coach switched up the locker rooms for some reason. I mean, the the lockers for some reason. We used to have like the receivers on one side, you know, quarterbacks on on their side, defense linemen, and like every position group had their own like little side of the locker room. And uh, I think it was his. I think it was coach's second year. It might have been when he first got here, but uh, coach Fur like just put like randomly just put everybody like wherever. And then I, I honestly, I never really like Quesden been there for, at that time, I think Quesden been in Green Bay for probably like three years. Like, I, I mean, I, of course I talked to Quesden, my teammate, but we didn't really, I, 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 it's always, you know, he's on offense, I'm on defense. We got different meetings, mean times and all that kind of stuff. Never really like talked to him like that. And, uh, you know, we, uh, we all got paired together uh, on my side of the locker room. 
And, uh, you know, just being like, you know, next to him, just topping it up with him, um, talking to him and then, you know, start cracking jokes and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, kind of got a little tight, uh, close over that. And, um, yeah, that's how, that's just how we, you know, got cool. But, um, yeah, coach had just, you know, mixed up the, the lockers, um, one day and, um, you know, it, it, that, and, and that helped our team too. Cause like, like I said, you like, me and me and Aaron Jones like won't see each other the whole day. Like you get what I'm saying? Like yeah. <laughs> like we, we he has his his like meeting rooms on the other side of, of the room. I have mine, and then we go to practice. We practicing after you know everybody want to just go home and go get to their families. So like, um, the offensive guys, especially like during during like camp and all that kind of stuff, like you really don't get a chance to really talk to him like that, you know? So, um, yeah, and you're around the defensive guys all the time, so y'all talk all day. Uh, so I think that was a good job, like, you know, in Coach first seeing that, and and that's another thing about our team, you know, being connected. Um, you know, you build, you know, relationships and friendships off of that. But, um, you know, and it just makes us a stronger team. All right, before we finish up with Kenny Clark on today's show, we are sponsored, as often, by... Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever made. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. The Built Puffs, if you haven't tried them, get thee to a computer or a phone. And I get the text alerts to let me know, hey, this flavor is back in stock or this flavor has come out because they're delicious. And every flavor, every new flavor seems to one-up the last. It is remarkable what Built Bar has been able to do to make them taste so delicious and still hit all their macro goals. High in protein, high in fiber, low in net carbs, low in calorie, low in sugar. It's a miracle of modern science and they have pulled it off. Don't believe me? I'll give you a discount just to try it. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. Now go make your second listen Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. I I want to ask two questions here as as we finish up. Um, Jordan Love is someone who I feel like anytime he gets out there, he's under a ton of scrutiny. Anytime he's practicing, all eyes are on Jordan Love. And it's it's hard, I think, to understand from, a, from an outsider's perspective how he's progressing, what he's doing, um, and, and what is being seen behind the scenes. What have you seen from him personality-wise, player-wise, that that you've seen change since he got here back in 2020. So like, uh, man, with with Jordan is just <clears throat> the the guy. Like he 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 works hard. The, the, he he works hard. Um, from when he when he first got here, like, and like I always I always look at it, like when guys first get here, like I, I compare it to myself because like when I first got here, like I don't think like nobody was like. Like oh like, like I remember always hearing like this is our first round pick and 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 I wasn't playing like that in, at first mm-hmm. I didn't play much but like I got to the playoffs so like I don't really like put all that like energy into like 
oh, you know, guy's first game or guy's <laughs> right. first couple Because I know how it was for me. Like, I couldn't believe I, – I, I stepped into practice. I got Corey Lindsley, like, reaching me. I couldn't believe how fast the centers was in the league. So, like, <laughs> you know, and I, like I, I, I didn't get it. So, I can only imagine what it's like being a quarterback. Um, so, uh, Jordan, though, man, he he's, he's an extremely hard worker. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's starting to like, I would say like, he's like a lead, the leader of our team. Cause of course, you know, Aaron's the leader of our team. Um, and, um, but he's starting to like talk a lot more, talk a lot more to the guys, getting more comfortable. You can just tell, you know, as, as he grows, as the years go by, um, just seeing him communicate with the guys and all that kind of stuff. It's like, um, you can see him, you know, just growing into, into his role. And, um, you know, and that's what you want to see. You want to just see a guy that, that that's hungry, uh, that's continuing to, you know, to progress. And, um, you know, got, got a lot of respect for him about, like, just how he's just handling, you know, everything that, that's going on. Because I know, um, you know, it's a lot. Um, but uh, he's definitely, you know, putting in all the work and um, doing the best he can. So when his number is called, he ready to go. Last thing, uh, that that day in July last summer, when QB one finally walks through the door, we have a perception of what that was like from the outside. I have a perception of what it was like to listen to him in a press conference setting, but just on the field players and, and players, players and coaches, what was it like just that day from your perspective of just like, you knew this was going to be this spectacle, but what is it like in the locker room on the practice field? Is anything different? No, honestly, like it's it's so crazy. Like <laughs> we want it to be different, Kenny. We want it to be so different. We want to hear yeah, there's so like, much tea to spill. We we want all that. Yeah, everybody has this like like I don't I I don't know where everybody get the like information and all that stuff from because like like we'll be sitting there, we'll be sitting at, at lunch or something, and everybody's just watching it. It's just like like none of us feel this way. Like everybody, <laughs> like, like nobody feels this way. Like everybody, like I honestly, I didn't have no like no doubt, you know, about anything. But like, you know, you you want the best, you know, for your teammates. You want the best for guys. And like at the end of the day, as as players in the locker room, you understand the business side of it, you know. Or if you don't, you like everybody comes to that. It gets to that point where. um you know, the business side of football, you know, happens. And um, and sometimes, you know, your best players, it's going to be some of your best players that, that end up leaving or and some of them stay or, or whatever it may be. Um, but, like, it's, it's never no, like, hard feelings about, like, anything. You know, like, when, when A-Rod first came in, uh, into the locker room, I, I promise you, it wasn't like no, like, oh, he's back. It wasn't no, like, nothing. Like, it was just like, it's it's a, it's the next day, you back, what's up, bro? How you doing? Let's get back to, let's get back to work. It wasn't like, like I don't know, I just feel like everybody just like make it like, like we as players are thinking like, man, like A-Rod is doing this and doing that. And we feel a certain way about it. When I promise you, majority of us don't even, well, all of us really don't even like care. Honestly, it's like it's the business side of football. We understand how it go. 
And, you know, whoever, whoever is out there, when we get out there on Sunday, that's who we're rolling with. And, you know, we're going to play ball and, and do the best we can to get a, to get a dub. Um, of course, you want your, your best players out there. You want, um, yeah, you want, you want your best players out there. Uh, but at the end of the day, like I said, like as a competitor, like your job is, is, is to compete, you know, in the NFL. And you got to understand, you know, this business, like, like, even with myself, like it's, it's a business. Like I can't get salty about, you know, money and, and, and all that kind of stuff. I gotta, I gotta stay locked in on, on my job, on what I'm supposed to do. And, you know, when that time comes, I'm talking like before then, before I got paid, but when that time, I, I get paid and, um, you know, and I handle my business that way on the business side of everything. But, um, as far as like A-Rod's situation, like it was literally like he came back into the locker room. Everybody was like, oh, what's up, bro? How you doing? Let's get back to work. It's, it's, not, it's nothing going on. Like, no tears. No. Yeah. Oh, my God. Look who it is. <laughs> <laughs> Were you on yeah. the group text, though, though, Kenny? No, no. Don't answer that. Don't tell me. Um, uh, but this was great. Thank you so much for for offering some insight. I appreciate it. And uh yeah, well, I'm, Packer fans cannot wait for you guys to get back out there. I'm sure you cannot wait to get back out there. Uh, thanks for taking the time. Oh, yeah, appreciate you. All right, thanks to Kenny Clark for joining the show. Awesome to talk to him and get his insight. I, I thought the last bit there was hilarious about uh, what it was like in the locker room. Uh, is that the whole story with every player? Were there maybe some things going on behind the yeah, Maybe. Who cares? He was there, and he let us know and it was pretty normal. He was pretty normal. So just, you know, just one of those funny things that, that I'm glad we were able to get some player insight on. We'll be back next week. It is draft week. Next week, draft week. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packer. Subscribe on YouTube. We're going to be going live after the first round and after the second and third rounds. Thursday night, Friday night, we will be going live. I will be on TV live for all of that time, so you can get my live in real time reaction on the Locked On NFL Draft podcast feed on YouTube. We'll have a live show there, but then I will be going live after round one and then on Friday night after rounds two and three to give you everything that you could possibly want about these prospects. I've been grinding the tape, so it's going to be a fun time. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked On Packers fan hotline, if the Packers take someone, you go, wait, who is that? Hit me up, 920-341-3775. You stay locked on Packers.